0: You're listening to the BCHL
1: podcast, the official podcast of the BCHL.
0: Into the goal! He scores! Oh. He scores! And just 5-4, driving to the net. He
2: scores! From his backhand to his forehand, a short-handed breakaway.
0: Brady in scores! Oh. Shoots from 13, yeah. scores! Good morning, good afternoon, good day. Score! Ozar wins it!
1: Overtime winner! Now, here's your host, Jesse Adamson.
3: Hey there, welcome to the BCHL podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. We are back again with another three interviews for you today as the BCHL pod season rolls on. We are just over a week left to go and we are entering the home stretch as teams still battle for top spot in their pot. With that in mind, we have interviews with players and coaches from three first-place teams. First up, we have Jojo Tanaka-Campbell from the Vernon Vipers. After that, we speak with Surrey Eagles head coach Cam Keith. And we finish up with Andrew Seaman, a forward from the Prince George Spruce Kings. But before we get to the interviews, I want to remind everyone that the BCHL podcast is presented by Fortis BC. Specie is a longtime sponsor of the BC Hockey League, and we thank them for their support. All right, let's get right to it. First up is Vipers forward Jojo Tanaka-Campbell. Tanaka-Campbell is in his second season with the Vipers. He currently is second on the team in scoring with 13 points in 15 games. We had a good chat with Jojo about the pod season, his future at Yale University, and why education is so important to him and his family. So let's hear what he had to say. So Jojo, you're having a strong pod season. Uh, You have 13 points in the first 15 games. Uh, From your perspective, how have you felt about your play so far? It's been good. Um, I think my biggest asset so far is uh,
2: my strength and draws and um, the way I can shift from offense to defense and then vice versa. Um, Yeah, it's been been all right. I can't say I'm fully satisfied yet just because I'm pretty hard on myself. And I always
3: strive to, to be better than uh, I'm currently showing. So what's the overall experience been like in the pod? And obviously, it's a unique situation playing the same two teams for 20 games straight and, and all in the same location. Overall, what's it been like?
2: Um, it's been both a mental and physical battle, as you probably assume. I'd say uh, playing the same teams over and over again is definitely something different and something I haven't done before. Um, I'd say that part is really mentally straining. Um, It's always a challenge to keep, keep your mindset in check and uh, staying consistent, even though you're playing the same guys over and over again. But overall, I mean, we're very fortunate, I think to have a season in general. Uh, Most of us thought that, you know, we were probably going to get canceled at one point earlier and uh, to be able to have something to play or just even the chance to play is uh honestly the best you can ask for
3: and vernon is uh, the host team for one of the five pods so i would assume there's a bit of an advantage being the host so how have you guys tried to use that to your advantage
2: obviously the biggest advantage is no travel that's uh that's what any team would like in this kind of you know frantic time and obviously the guys on our team um are doing everything they can to stay fit to play. And personally, I've been using this, um, this close travel time, you know, just to rest up, Um, you know, just being fortunate enough to have like our own room, our own um, facilities to use. uh, It's all a benefit that we're really fortunate to have and lucky to be able to capitalize on
3: uh, I want to go back to last year's, your your rookie season with the Vipers. But uh, at the end of last year, you were named the the CJHL Academic Player of the Year. Um, obviously, education is important to you. If you receive that honor, um, how did that come to be? Like how how did that get instilled in you? Um, uh, as far as education being so important,
2: uh, since a young age, um, you know, my parents are are both very hardworking people, and they've kind of instilled this hard work into me. And I think the biggest part was my dad. He, uh, he hated losing. And I think I, I sort of got that mindset from him. Um, no matter what it is, like, even if it's just for fun, like playing video games with my friends or, <laughs> um, you know, in school, uh, obviously on the ice, like I absolutely hate being second. Um, and I think that's, I think it's a good thing in some ways, some ways it's not, um, just cause I've sort of become this like perfectionist and yeah, whenever I, you know, there's always those days where you don't achieve what you want. And, uh, it's a big burden on me cause obviously I'd want to do the best I can every time. Um, and yeah, uh, that's just
3: how things work for me, I guess. <laughs> so, so you're committed to Yale university, um, for the, the kind of the next step in your hockey career. Did the academic side have a lot to do with that?
2: Oh yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think that had a majority to do with, uh, my decision. Obviously it's a, an amazing education there. Um, and then being able to play at, the next level on top of that education is the perfect fit. Um, yeah, I'm very fortunate to to have that open for me.
3: And it was honestly, it was honestly an easy decision. I have to say, from an education side, like what are you looking to pursue when you're there? It's still up in the air for me. I think I'm a math and science based
2: kind of person not very good with like the languages and sorts. So I'd probably pursue something in that field. I've looked into a few, uh, engineering programs. Um, again, it'll all depend on how you can mix the hockey side and the day-to-day life of being in that program. Um, got to take into account how busy I'll be. So yeah, it's still up in the air. Um, I'm open to, I'm open to seeing all the options presented to me.
3: What about the hockey side? What, what, was, what was it about the, the hockey program that also made you want to go there?
2: After I went on a visit, um, there wasn't
3: really much to,
2: to not be impressed by, I would say. Um, all the facilities and the coaching staff, even the players there that obviously I probably won't play with because they'll be graduated, were all excellent. Um, amazing people, an amazing place. Um, and I guess just being able to look around firsthand, uh, made the decision even easier just cause I could pr- picture myself, um, being in that lifestyle. And, um, I'm super excited to, and looking forward to that. <laughs>
3: I want to ask you about your brother, Saya. Um, he's also committed to Yale. You guys are a couple of years apart. I know you've gotten to play together a bit in the past, including last year with the Vipers when he was an affiliate. Uh, what's it been like for you getting to play with them, especially uh, at the BCHL level and potentially the college level as well.
2: Obviously like ever since we were younger, it's been difficult to play with them because we're two years apart. So we just barely miss each other each year. Um, so i guess the first time we've really played together was in high school for my last year in grade 12 and that was the best experience i could ask for um it's different like you uh you obviously grow up playing with your friends and not exactly your family and once you have a family member on the team it's it really pushes you even further just because you know i want to be that role model for him um i want to be able to pave a path for him that he could you know, potentially follow. And uh, yeah, even last year when you played with us for, I think about four games, it was, it was super fun. Um, I think the team and the coaching staff were nice and, and uh, put us on a line together. <laughs> it was good to get that chemistry back after so many years. Um, so after having a little glimpse of that last year, I'm super excited for, for next year. And obviously in school,
3: come. Yeah. And you, uh, just following up on that, you, you've already said that you're coming back to Vernon next year. Uh, what, what went into that decision? Um, maybe instead of going to college, what, what made you want to come back for that, uh, last year of junior eligibility?
2: Again, it's the uncertainty of, of this year. I didn't really, I didn't know if we were going to have a season just like everyone else. And, um, it was difficult because last year, my rookie season, I, I got hurt quite a bit and missed out on a lot of opportunities to gain experience. And um, at the time when I was deciding whether to go in or not uh, for the following year, um, it was still up in the air whether we were going to have anything this year. And I just didn't think I had enough experience at this level to really step it up to the next level. So I made the decision myself to, to take into account that I think I still have more to offer in this, in this level. And, uh, yeah, obviously I talked to the coaches on both sides and, uh, they agreed. And I think it was a good decision in the end because, um, there's still more room to mature as a person and as a player on the ice. So, um looking forward to that too. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: you, you mentioned that you dealt with some injuries last year, which I'm, I'm sure made your rookie season a little more challenging, trying to get into the groove of playing junior hockey. Uh, but m- maybe beyond the injuries, comparing your, your rookie year to this year, how do you think you've improved your game?
2: I think uh, the biggest thing is my consistency. Obviously, last year I had a tough start. I'd say a tough first half in general. Um, I just couldn't get the flow going. And yeah, it was really difficult. Like, you know, it's, if you can't find success, your confidence uh, disappears and it's really difficult to build that back up. And then all of a sudden things started to click and yeah, I found, I found the kind of flow that I've been striving for even this year. And, um, I think this year has been sort of a, a test to see if I can keep it up from where I left off last year and by how things have been going, I've been pretty happy. Obviously again, like I said, um, I'm always striving to do better. Um, always striving to take that next step and being the player that I want to be. So overall it's, it's a, it's a good experience this year.
3: Yeah. This, excuse me, this year in the pod, uh, the, the Vipers have the fourth most goals for in the league. Um, how has the team been able to be so productive kind of as a whole this year? It's been, it's been a little
2: bit, again, like everyone else, it's been different this year. Um, we're all just trying to find our footing at the start. And I think we, we managed to capitalize on that with other teams. I think the biggest, uh, biggest tribute goes to our power play. Uh, in previous years it hasn't been exactly the most productive um, but in comparison to those previous years I think this year we've been we've been able to capitalize on our chances whenever we can um, again we're still trying to find uh, a level of consistency um, I think that's the biggest word for for all of us in this time so uh, hopefully in the next five games that we have left we'll we'll keep it up um but yeah we've been having guys step up from all over the lineup and um it's really a big key factor when you have so many games in such a short amount of time.
3: Looking at the the total of the season so far in the Vernon Pod the, the that's been the closest in the standings compared to the other ones by far. Um so how would you assess the level of competition there between your team Salmon Arm and West Kelowna? I'm I'm super
2: happy with how things are going. Um it's super tight. I, I don't think we've had an easy game at all this season, really every night you have to show up and play or else, you know, the other team will, will um, bite you pretty hard. And, uh, I think that's uh, the best way to do it. Um, obviously we're all playing junior hockey because we want to play against the best guys we can. And this pod in Vernon has, uh, really showed that. And I think it's been enjoyable for all of us.
3: Last question for you. The, the Vipers are currently leading the pod with five games to go. Uh, how do you guys approach these last five games to make sure you end up on top?
2: It's a do or die for us. You know, the, the games are all, you know, four point games. If you lose one, things get tightened up again. Um, so each game going in from here, we're taking it as a, as a, we got to win or, you know, things could turn out very badly for us. Um, with that being said, though, we're going in with lots of confidence because it's our last five of the season and we want to make the most out of what we can. And yeah, everything everything will play out how it is. But uh, no matter what, we just got
3: to play hard and, and uh, put the pressure on them. All right, Jojo. Well, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. And best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you so much. Thank you very much to Jojo Tanaka-Campbell for the time. Moving on to our second interview, we speak with Surrey Eagles head coach Cam Keith. The Eagles are one of the hottest teams in the BCHL as they're riding a seven-game winning streak. And they've now opened up a nine-point lead in the Coquitlam pod. For this interview, we will turn to our intern Sheldon Lee, who is contributing his second interview to the BCHL podcast. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get to Sheldon's interview with Cam Keith.
1: As last season came to an end, the Eagles were sitting just above the the five hundred mark. This year, with a little over a week remaining, your team's winning percentage is currently above eight hundred. Um, what do you think is working so well for the team this year, as opposed to last? Uh, is it simply experience? What do you point towards?
4: I think it's experience from one year to the next. We I think we returned 12, 13 kids where the year before we. Return one last year was a rebuild from a team that had finished last in the BCHL. And we knew as an organization and management and ownership that it was going to be a two-year process to, to build a championship team. And that was our, our focus was to bring in uh, younger players that would probably be better in their second year. So this was our year to go for it.
1: Uh, you guys have rattled off six wins in a row and eight of your last nine. What's what's the vibe like in the dressing room when you're rolling like that? Do you have to kind of keep a hat on things from getting too high? Or
4: Yeah, you have to reset pretty much after every game, every period, every 10 minutes. Uh, our team's been scoring a lot of goals, so it's very important that we get keep... Improving as a group and, and individually and if you start to relax and not focus on you know the habits and the playing the game the right way then things can go in the wrong direction and fortunate for our group we have really good leadership and they've uh- been keeping things professional and 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 focused on the the task of playing our best hockey uh
1: your two goalies Scarponi and Prasma have almost split their time down the middle this season and have both been equally as impressive was having them share the net the plan from the get-go or is that just a result of the pandemic shortened season
4: that's a result of the pandemic season Tommy Scarfoni was gonna was gonna carry the load this year with Max was going to be our backup and um, give us some X amount of games depending on how he was doing, kind of adjust to the league. And then when uh, the pod season was proposed and Tommy had a scholarship locked up, we agreed, you know, amongst the three goalies that everyone would get games and opportunity and, and it's Max's draft year as well. So we're trying to get him as much exposure as possible.
1: Um aside from the goalies has your approach to the season been any different considering it is condensed with no playoffs or did you just kind of approach it like you would any other year
4: Well I mean usually the focal point is in a in a, in a season is winning a championship you know trying to get home ice so it's been a, a little different focus with our discussions as far as we're not really worried about standings and and results more of we're trying to showcase ourselves to, to scouts and to schools that these kids are ready to play at the next level. So it's kind of been more of a, that's been the focus rather than, you know, winning hockey games. And Mm -hmm. fortunate for us that that focus has worked, you know, kids are playing the right way and, and we've been winning as a result of that.
1: Uh, nine goals and 15 assists on the season. Uh, Holden Katsley is currently averaging two points a game and is one point behind Ellis Rickwood for the league leading points. Uh, I was just hoping you can make a quick comment on his numbers and uh, what he's been able to achieve so far this year.
4: Yeah, Holden's always been underrated as a hockey player. I was fortunate to try to recruit him at 17 and, and lost that battle to the whl and i think they overlooked his some of his attributes and he's more of a a kid that needs time to to develop and and now you're seeing kind of the product of that Mm -hmm. um he's a kid that doesn't belong in this league uh even in a regular season it you know he would be doing the same kind of damage Mm -hmm. so we're just in a way we're fortunate to have him but in a way also I feel that you know he would be better suited being playing in college or whatever the case but he's an amazing player he's he can create space down low using his big frame or if he's a kid that you can put on the flank uh I've beat him passes from one-timers he's got a you know a pro shot so i mm-hmm. um, really lucky to have him just for, for the kids to learn off of how he approaches games and how he plays and and, and you know, has obviously been helping us win games. Um,
1: you yourself are no stranger to playing hockey in the BCHL. You remember with both Victoria and Trail in your playing days. How much have you seen the BCHL game evolve in the last 20 years or so since you laced them up?
4: It's, it's definitely more skill-based than what I was playing. You know, back then it was still kind of the, you had a, your top two lines were the you were the guys that were trying to go into school, and then your bottom two were were you know, consisted of fighters and and more of a kind of a, a physical element. Where now we're, we're we're all four lines are are kids that were trying to get into school, so there's mm-hmm. not we don't really necessarily have those roles anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, your younger kids kind of play the bottom six. They learn to kind of um, you know play a more of a simple game, and then as time goes by and they progress, they get to to play, Um, you know, your top two lines Where back when I was playing, it was, you know, you're stuck in the fourth line for your entire junior career and you're a fighter or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be. Um, Perfect example of that is Christian Fitzgerald came in last year as a 17 year old played fourth line, no power play, a little bit of penalty kill. And now he's, you know, he's first line power play doing really well. So, that's kind of our the, the development plan now with the BCHL is bringing kids at a young age, teach them how to play, and then when they become 18, 19, then they get that exposure to Division I. Um, so it's a pretty good blueprint in my opinion, and I like the direction of that. The, the fighting is not necessarily a part of junior hockey. I don't think it, it needs to be really anymore. It's more of a skill base, which is the way hockey is going anyways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, You also played four years in the NCAA, um, something almost all BCHLers are are striving for. From someone who has made that jump, how different is the BCHL from the university ranks and kind of what do the boys have to look forward to?
4: It's a huge jump. It's probably the toughest that kids will have to do um, in their careers. Everyone that's at the next level was essentially the leading scorers in, in their Respect to junior A leagues, and you're playing with the best players in the USHL, and, and and now they're they're playing international uh, kids, so it's uh, extremely fun. You get exposure to NHL, you get to travel. I mean, when I was in Alaska, we were playing against Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. So I looked forward to all those those road trips to get away from Alaska for a little bit during the winter. <laughs> it got kind of cold and a little dark so that was the benefit to playing in alaska and you know after games we didn't fly back till the next day so I got to go uh, enjoy the university a little bit so mm-hmm. um but the the university experience is just playing in f- for your school with the student body there and those rivalries with those big schools it's like it's nothing that ever matches it you know that energy that you feel in the rink will, I played in Europe. I played in Americanly. I've played an NHL game. Like you don't get, feel that energy, that that kind of like absolute loyalty to your school kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you play four years with the same kids with the same coach. Like you'll never, you know, nothing in junior. No one stays in four years in a program. So best time of their life. I just think it's look forward to.
1: Uh, last question here. Like I said earlier, you guys are. Um absolutely rolling right now with seven go uh, games to go in the season is it just a matter of keeping things at status quo um how do you make sure your team your team stays competitive over this final stretch
4: we want to keep pushing we we want to take this this is our last opportunity to play together as a group this, a lot of a lot of these kids still don't have scholarships and are still trying to prove themselves uh when they go into school next year where they're going to be on the certain depth chart. Um, so every game is we want to continue to get better and our competition's getting better. The the teams in our pot are, are now pushing harder against us and competing because they're also facing the same kind of challenges of not having too many games left, which is normal. It doesn't matter whether there's standings or whatever you're playing for. When you, when you approach your last game in a season, it's always your hardest game and so we're expecting kind of play atmosphere and that's where true development happens so we're going to prepare uh every game like it's a must win and and, and hopefully that these kids keep getting better and having fun
1: perfect that's awesome Ken. thank you so much um i appreciate you giving me the time of day sounds good sheldon cool man
3: Big thanks to Cam Keith for joining the show and thank you to Sheldon Lee for contributing that interview. All right, let's wrap things up with our final interview. This one is with Prince George Spruce Kings forward Andrew Seaman. Seaman is in his second season with the Spruce Kings and has been a key contributor to the team so far. He's currently second on the team in scoring, averaging a point a game with 14 points in 14 contests as the Spruce Kings are also riding their own seven-game win streak and find themselves atop the Chilliwack pod. We chatted with Seaman about his improvements from his rookie season, what it was like riding out the season as an American not able to travel home, and his outlook for next year where he is committed to Union College. So, Andrew, first thing I want to ask you about is the team. Uh, you guys have won seven in a row now. Um, what's it? What's the vibe like in the room when you, you're on such a hot streak? Oh, it's definitely been been positive. We've tried to keep it positive throughout the pod. It can be you know,
0: a little frustrating, maybe living in a hotel for two months and stuff like that. But we've had a, a good vibe throughout. And I think that's kind of helped us um, get to where we need to be. And obviously, you know, this recent win streak is just kind of a culmination of
3: all the hard work we've put in throughout the, the month leading up yeah i want to follow up on that year the the spruce kings are one of a few teams that are in hotels and set up um like you said living in the the hotel for a couple months so how have you guys approached that what have you done to kind of keep uh keep morale up and keep your guys uh sharp and ready to go yeah it's you know it's been a different experience
0: i think no one's quite had something like this before in their lives but it's been great because you know the months leading up we've kind of had to our own billet houses haven't been able to socialize with each other as much as a normal season so kind of being all together 24 7 I think we've kind of reached another stage of, of bonding and you know you get to know the guys a little bit more than you did before so it can only help I think you know aside from maybe a few negatives of just not being able to sleep in your own bed and you know getting similar meals every day but you know it's
3: we're doing it because we get the chance to play. So no one's really complaining. Your team has had some, some big offensive games so far in the pod, but you've really been able to shut the opposition down on the defensive side. Uh, You have the the second best goals against in the league. How how have you guys been able to accomplish that?
0: I think a lot of credit goes to our our defense and our goalies. They've, they've really held it down back on the back end and, you know, kind of given the forward some freedom to, to try and, you know, maybe make that extra play in the offensive zone or give us a little more confidence in the ozone. So I think just sticking to our uh, defensive structure as a team has been key. And our coaches are also are, uh, you know, a huge part of that. They've, they've drilled it into our, into our heads throughout the month of practices, how we want to play as a team. So I think, you know, we've kind of gelled pretty well, especially in the defensive zone and, you know, kind of prevented other teams from getting a lot of high, high quality scoring chances.
3: Yeah, I want to ask you about your goalies as well. All all three of them have gotten some playing time. Um, Aaron Trotter has seen the most action, but Jordan Fairley is right behind him in games played. Kobe Grant's gotten a couple games. Uh, they've all registered shutouts. Kobe Grant has actually yet to allow a goal in two starts. Um, what can you say about their play so far and, and kind of the unique situation it's been to have all three goalies come in, get playing time and be so uh, successful?
0: Yeah, it's been, it's been great to see. You know, we've seen the hard work they've put in uh, all year and they've all had such great attitudes coming into this pod. You know, I think it's kind of been an open competition where everyone was going to get a a chance to play and everyone's taking advantage of it, which is, you know, I think the best case scenario.
3: So we know every night, whoever we put in that, we're going to have a great chance of winning. So you're having a great stretch here in the pod as well. You're second on the team in scoring. You're at a point a game with 14 and 14 games. Uh, What's been working so well for you this year? I think just building off of last year and gaining some more confidence,
0: uh, especially with the puck and kind of making making more plays confidently. Um, I think, you know, also more opportunity this year with some older guys and guys going to school last year, you know, I've had the opportunity to play up at the top of the lineup, which has given me great chances to succeed. And I mean, just taking advantage of the, the month of practice we had leading up to this, I think, I feel like I got a lot better just, just in practice, which was a unique, uh, kind of experiences to be able to practice and focus on skills. I think that really ended
3: up helping me. What are some of those specific things that you worked on? Like, what are those skills that you were able to work on and maybe take advantage of the off season? And then that, that time off that, uh, all the teams had in between the, the exhibition and the regular season?
0: Yeah, definitely a lot of little things with my shot, you know, getting the shot off quicker, uh, different positions, being able to kind of fire from from anywhere on the ice in any position. That was a big thing that I kind of noticed I needed to improve on last year. So I, you know, did a lot of work this summer just in my driveway or, you know, in the limited skates I had in the summer. And then our coaches here have been we've had a lot of just skill practices where we we do stuff like that just a lot of repetition different type of shots so that and i would say mixed with you know like more putt control um being able to handle the puck without giving it up and holding on to it for that extra second to look for that that right
3: play i think those are the two areas where i feel like i've improved you mentioned confidence as well and compared to your rookie year and your last year and some of that does come with opportunity but just kind of comparing the, the two on paper, you're through 14 games with this year. Uh, you already have more than twice as many goals and almost as many total points as you did in 56 games last year. Where do you think that confidence comes from? Because obviously it's it's been helping you a lot and it's uh, it's showing up on the score sheet as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I knew I, I always had the ability to do it. Um, you know, last year was definitely a, a learning experience for me, kind of playing on the in the bottom six for the most part and kind of chip it in when I could, you know, making maybe being more of a a checking line guy at certain points. But I think, you know, that that just helped me kind of build confidence and and know where I stand uh, compared to everyone else in the league. So I had a good base to um, kind of go off of in the summer. And I just knew with the things I add to my game that, you know, I had all the reason to be confident and I'm just it's just a matter of going out and doing it
3: so you're you're in a unique situation with the the Spruce Kings I know there's not a, a many American players on the team this year because of everything that happened with COVID and travel restrictions so you had to stay in town since training camp in September and I know Um, you didn't head home for the holidays or anything like that so what was that experience like kind of having to to stay around and not really be able to head home and uh, and and a lot of that time being spent just practicing day in and day out with no games what's the experience been like for you it was definitely tough to make the decision to you know not go home and see my family
0: for for christmas but it was kind of something i was already expecting to do coming into the season i knew that. I probably wouldn't be able to go back. Um, So that wasn't something that came up, you know, last minute. That was something that I'd kind of planned on, but obviously it's still, still not easy to be away from your family for that long and kind of just going through the same daily motions here, just practicing, working out, kind of just looking for anything in the news to give us hope. But, you know, there's a long stretch there where it didn't feel like there was too much hope, you know, so it's, it's
3: really great to to see it all pay pay, pay off in the end. Yeah, uh, w- when you did get that news that the league was coming back given all that you sacrificed and that we we just talked about not not being able to head home. Um what was that feeling like when you f- finally got the news that that there would be some games here at the end? Yeah, definitely relief, <laughs> some excitement.
0: I mean, all the things you'd kind of expect because we we've been working hard throughout the year. And we just wanted to, you know, have a chance to prove that we would be one of the best teams in the league if, if we were to have a season. And I think, you know, we've done that all that we can to prove that. Um, obviously, it's not a, a normal season. We've only played two different teams, but, you know, we're trying to make the most of it
3: yeah follow up on that as well you uh you're in a pod playing the same two teams Merritt and Chilliwack for 20 games straight um 14 games into it uh, what are the rivalries like between those teams now compared to what it was like when it started definitely
0: if you're watching the games you can see some some chippiness at certain points just guys being fed up at seeing the same guys nonstop. but uh you know it's it's been fun it kind of makes it feel more like a playoff series almost because you know you got the same team 10 times in a stretch of six weeks or whatever so you know you start to learn the other team's game a bit and try to make little adjustments that you know hopefully they're not expecting and it does take you know adjustments like that to, to win consistently against the same team
3: So we're kind of in the home stretch here, just a little over a week to go. Um, Three points separate yourselves and Chilliwack for that top spot in the pod. Uh, Three of your final six games will be against them. How do you guys approach this last stretch of the season to make sure you guys finish on top?
0: I think the approach is, is pretty similar to what we've had, you know, throughout the pod, just play the, play the systems that our coaches put in place for us, play a team style game and, you know, lock it down defensively like we've been doing and you know we should get the opportunities to, to score and, and get the few that we need so just keeping
3: similar mindset as we've had you know not change anything up nothing too crazy And this is your, your final year of junior eligibility. And I know you're committed to union college for next year. So I know it's a little ways away and you're still focused on the the season with Prince George here, but what are you looking forward to the most about heading off to start that next chapter of your career?
0: I'm definitely looking forward to, to that new challenge. You know, it'll be similar to what I experienced last year, jumping up a level, you know, there's always a adjustment period, but especially with, you know, going to classes obviously, and you know, truly having even more freedom just being away from home again you know i'm looking forward to to kind of you know that new challenge because you know college hockey i think is pretty much everyone in our league's goal and
3: to finally be able to get to that stage and and prove what i've got that's that's what i'm excited about awesome well thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me andrew and uh, best of luck the rest of the season thank you i appreciate it thanks for having me Big thanks to Andrew Seaman for joining us. All right, that'll wrap up another edition of the BCHL podcast. A huge thank you to all our guests, Andrew Seaman, Jojo Tanaka-Campbell, and Cam Keith. Thank you to Sheldon Lee for contributing the interview with Cam Keith. Thanks once again to our producer, Greg Ballack. And finally, a huge thank you to our sponsor, Fortis BC. Before we sign off, just a quick plug. We have a brand new feature up at BCHL it's the latest in our bc born series and it's with Surrey eagles forward and reigning bchl player of the week holding katzelay so if you want some reading to do before the games this weekend head on over to bchl.ca all right everybody enjoy the games this weekend and we will talk to you in one week